right. That's insane. Hey, bro, it makes like this apartment makes no fucking sense, bro. This room holds the most fucking heat. It's almost like this motherfucker got like I forget what they call them damn walls, man. They're like it's like super insulated and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending you this picture, bro. This ain't all from today, but at least five of these shits is from today. Five, my nigga. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. This nigga. <laughs> Literally, there's only one beer left. God. Damn, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. And I got the twisted tea. That's what's up, though, nigga. bro. The peach. Oh, shit. Not, uh, I ain't had one of them in a minute. I got to copy one of them one day. <laughs> shit is fire. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, fucking twisted tea, my nigga. That shit's funny. Ready, man? Yes, sir. My uh, <laughs> alias is light today, too. Oh, bad, 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 bad. All right. All right, we're going live in five, four, three, two, one. I mean, we just ain't going to start the show, though. <laughs> I mean, I can't eat these cookies, though. You're not going to get no cookies. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Classic. Shout out to the homies from the bird, man. Classic of fun times, <laughs> man. <laughs> Nonetheless, your boys is back in the building. It's the Triangle Offense. Try oh, you know. It's your boy yep. Frost, aka Frostradamus, aka Professor F. And I can't do the show without my squad, my crew. You know who they are. Talk to them. You know me by my government, Wilbert, Kentucky. What's good? <laughs> government. Hey, I like it. I like it. <laughs> One of my governments. What do you? you, Oh, 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 now as long as you ain't got like five socials, you good. Hey, three, three socials. (laughs) Not three socials, no. (laughs) Or at the tax ID, the the business joint. I got you. Yeah, man. Shout out to our super producer Q on the ones and twos. You already know. You already know what it is, man. We are back at it, man. With more pro basketball talk, triangle offense all day. Every day about the NBA. One day we may expand beyond that, but you already know what time it is, man. We're talking about the league. Um, first order of business, man, current events. We got the chef who's, I mean, who's been on cracks since he got in the league pretty much. Well, you know, probably since 2015. I mean, he, he was the opening guy here. He just went to another level in 15. And when I think shit could get more outlandish, man, you boys out here on the verge of breaking the, uh, not Dre, I was going to say Draymond Jesus. <laughs> Ray Allen's right. Indeed, there's no record of Draymond's so he can break at this point. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was wild. But nah, he's on the verge of breaking Ray Allen's record, Ted. May three's the goal, man. Um, your thoughts on the chef and this run that he's on currently? Man, it's not even a debate anymore, bro. Like anybody that got any hate for him, it's bullshit. Because mm-hmm. he's about to be number one on the all-time three-point list. And yeah. he did it in almost half the games, bro. True. Shit's insane. True. Shit's insane, bro. And mind you, I don't want to hear no hate from Ray Allen. Because Ray Allen be not like all the way hating. But he don't be uh, all the way on board either. But it's like, nigga, you was a spot-up shooter, bro. Reggie was damn near a spot-up shooter. This nigga's creating his own shots, spot-up shooting, shooting from the half court, all this different mm-hmm. shit, bro. You can't hate on that. 
No doubt. And the game's different, man, but in a way, he low-key forced, like, Steph, that's what made it separate Steph from just being, like, that spot-up shooter or the sharpshooter. You got to give him more credit than that. The guy made the pull-up three, the step-back three, the off-the-dribble three. He pot, he made that a clean shot to take, you know what yep. I mean? Because prior to 2015, bro, we got to be honest, like, there wasn't nobody out there really just chucking off the dribble like that from downtown. And guys like that, like, you know, maybe the Jimmer Fredette or the J.J. Reddicks of the world, they couldn't play defense. So it's like yeah. you could you could come in bombs over Baghdad, but, boy, if you can't guard your own shadow, you out the league. Just ask Steve Nash. I mean, Nash survived being a, you know, being a guy of, of that cloth, but he was also a great ball distributor too. So yes. it's like you better be elite in other areas prior to 15. Now, Steph just made it be like, bro, if you can shoot the three and play some deep balls, you know, like, um, you can last in the league. That's just what it comes down to. But uh, yes. now, I will, now, I will say this. I am not a hater of Steph Curry. But I kind of oh. get where the Ray Allen static comes from only because the era when he came up was different than the era it is now. They just didn't. It wasn't like he had the green light to chuck like Steph does. You know what I'm saying? Hey. And, and, you, go ahead. My bad. I'm not trying to cut you off, but the only thing mm-hmm. I would say back to that is, mm-hmm. well, Ray Allen, you could have changed the whole NBA like this nigga did. Like, don't make it like he didn't form the game around his game. He made everybody want to be like him. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He might open up the door, man, instead of just kicked it in for, for the most part. Shoot. For real. Yeah. Nah, I mean, that's just... You know how it is, man. Analytics rules the day, man. Back when they, you know, because obviously prior to twenty, you know, twenty ten, you needed a, a seven footer up front, two seven footers up front to win a title and all that other garbage. So you know, it was just a matter of time before the league shifted to that. You know, I always go back to you know when the Sacramento Kings back in the day, you know, early two thousands used to, you know, try to bomb cats out strictly with threes. You know, then the Mavericks try to do it with. Dirk and all the sharpshooters, and then the Suns, you know, with Mike D'Antoni and that cheesy scheme. You know, yeah. they, even, they even got Sean Marion and that go-go gadget jump shot of his going with that mess. Oh, <laughs> though we got that. I, you know what, man? I forgot. We actually do need to do an episode about like the top ugliest jump shots of all times. So I got a bone to pick with him and Kevin Martin, bro. Man, Bill oh. Cartwright, like, no, I'm oh god, but, uh, man. Again, man, mm-hmm. Ray got to stop that, bro, because that's one thing with Steph that mm-hmm. doesn't apply to Ray. We applaud his handles, bro. He's broken down people. He set them on the ground. True. And then Splash 3, nobody ever in the history of uh, that I can remember like mm-hmm. commented on Ray Allen's handles, bro. You nah, know what I mean? You're right. So, you're right. So, like, th- just that difference. Like, you can't hate on him because you you chose to be a spot-up shooter. Yeah, true. He true, he true, creates true. his shot. hmm And he's still passing you in damn near half the games. Also true. I mean, like I said, Steph was just cut different, bro. You know, I mean, he, he forced the issue. And, you know, I know part of it, you know, is the system and the way that the team was structured, you know, the way that they bombed their way to that first title. But at the same time, I mean, he made it popular. Like, if it wasn't for Steph Curry, we never would have seen a Trey Young. We wouldn't have seen any of these younger cats, man, that can chuck, you know what I'm saying, that can chuck consistently with the best of them from distance. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, like, as quiet as it's kept, you know, we're going to talk about him later in the episode. 
we wouldn't talk about Dame Lillard in the same aspect because he might have been a guy that just would have been restricted to being just a, 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 you know, just a point guard that could shoot and score the best of them, but can't play the best of defense. He, he, you know, like for if it wasn't for him extending his range and, you know, being able to knock down clutch shots, you know, we would, we might not talk about him in the same breath like that. So same with James Harden, bro. Like same with James Harden, yeah. Players having confidence to do things outside of the traditional scheme of basketball, bro. That definitely came from Steph. So anybody hating on that, man, I, I just can't see how you can't respect it, bro. He became a real life video game. Mm-hmm. Now you're right about that, bro. He definitely, like I said, changed the game. He definitely changed the game. That's for damn sure. Can't knock, can't knock the chef at all, man. The chef's cooking. Make sure y'all catch these next couple of games of the Warriors, man, and witness history when it happens, man. Again, chef's on pace. Ten more made threes, and he takes over as the with the most career three pointers ever made. So Thanks. make sure y'all stay tuned. Next line of business: the Phoenix Suns, bro. No loss November. What the hell? Who would have anticipated that coming off of last season? I mean, you know, they caught a lot of scrutiny as the you know as the playoffs went on. Like, oh, they shouldn't have got there to begin with, and you know, they could have. You know, they were young, too young, too raw. But lo and behold, the Suns are still cooking with gas, <laughs> even with the distractions off the court. The Suns are still kicking with gas. Your impressions of how the Suns have started the season so far? Man, I will admit when I'm wrong every time, and I started this season saying they're one of the teams I saw taking a step back, but they, mm-hmm. they're they like, fuck all that bullshit, bro. Yeah, They're spazzing, I... man. I like their <laughs> roster. Devin mm-hmm. Booker's still cooking. Chris Paul still being a veteran. Leadership they need, like... PG goat type nigga and uh mm-hmm. Aiton's playing dope. Like everybody's playing dope. They going crazy. No doubt, man. Special shout out to DeAndre Aiden. I mean, obviously the big story, you know, as far as he was concerned coming into the season, didn't get the big contract extension that he should have got and deserved to get, you know. I don't know what's going on with the Sarvers. I know they got their own little mess to handle oh, with yeah. all the allegations and crap, but I don't know what's what's with him not wanting to pay big men, but bruh, you have one of the best young centers in the league. He's getting better. He's even improving at a faster clip due to the tutelage of Monty Williams, who's on pace to probably be repeat as coach of the year again. Um, you know, he's just playing at a high level considering the fact he's not paid. But mark my words, if they don't cash him out, bro, he's going to go elsewhere and be just as big of a force. I could easily see him going to a team that's desperate for a big man like Boston and having a hell of a huge impact. Facts. You know what I'm and saying? Al- and also, you talking about uh, all the, the drama and the controversy. Again, mm-hmm. with PG being that veteran leadership, bro, he went through the same shit with Donald Sterling. So I'm sure he's a help in the locker room while they're dealing with this shit and blocking it out and just leaving it on the court. No doubt, man. I mean, CP3 is class personified, man. I mean, and, that, and that's one thing you can count on with this dude. He's not going to let the off-the-court bullshit interrupt what's going on and especially now the fact he's back with his favorite coach Imani Williams people I don't think really value how much that coach player relationship really does mean you know especially yeah. in a case like his where you know he you know what he, we all know what he went through down there and um out there in LA with Doc Rivers and that whole situation like you said the whole Donald Sterling episode I mean I don't think there could have been a bigger off the court distraction as far as your team goes than that you know like I think Going through that has prepared him for what they're dealing with right now. 
You know. Facts. So, but uh, nah, man. Shout out to the Suns, man. Shout out to our boy Coach Evan. Hasn't been on the show in a minute, but we're gonna make sure we get him back in here before the season's over with. That's his squad. And make sure y'all check out the Suns Valley podcast of his. Um, but man, nah, shout out to the Suns. They are fucking balling this season. And um <laughs> I gotta admit it too, I had them top four potentially again, but um it seems like they might they might be a lock at that number two, potentially number one spot, man, before it's all said and done. Thanks. I think it's uh I think right now it's the the West is their race to lose alongside the Warriors and maybe another team that we're gonna address here shortly. <laughs> you already know what time it is, but now that we've gotten the positive accolades out, now it's time to talk about some situations where it might be time to pull the plug. <laughs> and and this one's kind of caught I mean, I can't say call me by surprise, but it's almost like they can't get to become elite, they can't tank. They just stay on a treadmill of mediocrity, and we're talking about the Midwest's own Indiana Pacers. Now there's rumors of it's time to blow it up and demolition it. I'm going to take the lead on this one because it, because of the wild rumors and circulations about it uh, that's been coming out. Um, obviously, they got, a, they got a squad of young talent, man, but it's like, I don't know whether it's the coaching hires, I don't know whether it's the scheme. I don't know whether it's ownership or the town. Just something's not right there, man. And I I think they just need to blow it up altogether. And it might be time for that because now Miles Turner has reached a point where it sounds like he's tired of being underutilized. It's like trade me or play me or get me involved more with the squad. And I can't blame him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't blame him. He's a, he's a guy that he's a rare talent, a pure rim protector that can – Shoot the three ball with the best of them from downtown. That's just a rare combination. How the hell do you mismanage a talent like that, bro? Man, it's it's definitely hard to say, but they definitely done that shit. It's probably because him and Sabonis, you know what I mean? Like, they don't yeah. complement each other well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be something like that. And, I, and the more I start to see Sabonis, the more I'm starting to see he's a guy that's all about his brand and, you know, making sure that he flourishes um, you know, in his own light, you know, it's almost like he wants that front court to himself, you know, without a guy like Miles Turner being in the way, but you, which you would have thought like two bigs like that, that could space the floor. Like they could have made it work, but I don't know, man. Facts. I don't know. But, but yeah, they probably do need to blow that shit up. Cause, um, they haven't been relevant since PG's. I know, I know I just messed up CP3 with PG, but I mean, Paul George's time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on. All good. Since Paul George's Indiana Pacers, bro, that almost competed with the Miami Heat, they haven't been good since those days. And yeah. they haven't had success, real success, since um Reggie was there. So mm-hmm. yeah, bro, you yeah. gotta you gotta go for what you know, man. Cause this shit clearly ain't working. <laughs> no doubt. And it's like they keep they'll bring in guys, they'll have a glimmer of hope that somebody gets hurt or they unload somebody too early or they make a bag like i'm like just pull, come on man like they have it all like right there and it's like everything's good then it's like they blow it up they get rid of a good coach like how they did with frank vogel you know back yeah. then and then like here recently with nate mcmillan like you fired nate and nate damn there takes the hawks to the finals in this friday as an interim coach like what the hey. hell were you like I, I don't get it it's always something with the pacers it's like they shoot themselves in the foot and stay in mediocrity hell. Facts. And they need to take advantage of 
this uncertainty mm-hmm. in the East right now. For you know sure. I mean? I mean, you you would think that they they'd be able to take advantage of the uncertainty, but hell, it's like can can they with what they got? Can they get past the Brooklyn? No. Could they get past nope. the Milwaukee? Forget nope. about it. <laughs> um, can't I don't even know Miami. Or definitely can't handle Miami. You know, <laughs> or you know, maybe not the Knicks even. Hell, I don't even think I could put them ahead of the Cavs right about wow. now. You know, that's facts, though. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> I know how you feel about them Cavs, but the boys been the boys been surprised in this season, man. Hey, they still hanging around, bro. <laughs> Strength is schedule. It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna Ske- be a hater. Speaking of strength and schedule, I think it's a good time to go ahead and talk about it too. I think it, it might be time to hit the panic button, man. And and this is unfortunate because it's still we're not even we're barely at the twenty five percent mark. Lake show. Lake show, lake show, lake show, man. Like, barely above 500. They're talking about firing Frank Vogel. He just won a championship. Like, Bronson out the lineup. Russ is brand new to the system. AD, you know, here today, gone the other night. You know, like, is it too early to hit the panic button in LA or, man, do we just need to wait and see? Uh, I might hit the panic button. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, compared to the hype from the offseason, I'd probably hit the panic button. But one thing I'll say is that scapegoat mm-hmm. and the coach shit that LeBron's known to do, bro, I don't rock with that. Oh, you fall down on LeBron, though? Come on, man. Nah, because we've seen this story before. We've seen we it have. before. We have. We've seen. We definitely David saw that Black. We act like Black was a great head coach. He wasn't he great, but how was he cool enough to get y'all? You know what I mean. And yeah, then now all of a sudden, it's... don't do don't you dare make me re- retrace my receipts on David Black, bro. Come on. Hey, if you got to, you got to. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that, the same that, way what? we just talked about Nate McMillan, bro, and then Frank Vogel mm-hmm. in Indiana, like. You got to get a coach time, too, if the players aren't meshing. You can't just use him as a scapegoat is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I agree, but I don't think the fault that, that it's, that's coming from LeBron because they want, they got to ring together. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I'm one for, for the record, I'm not going to hit the panic button just shit. It's early. LeBron's missed a bunch of time. 80's been here and there. We've, we've seen this before with a Russell Westbrook team where, he gets there, they struggle out the gate, he finds us fit in his groove, and they get to the playoffs. Just go back to the last season. Washington handled damn business making the playoffs. Yet they somehow they did. It <laughs> missed a bad roster, but you had two all-stars to lean on to get the job done. You know what I mean? So Yeah. But you oh. got you got so many new pieces with that team, bro, that did not play there last year. For you know really? what I mean? You know, and my thing is, you just, you know, I mean, you got a couple of bright spots and a couple of guys that have disappointed. Like, we know Melo's been balling, but we still know Melo's a liability on defense. Like, you, you'll you get the offensive production out of him, but you know he's going to struggle on defense, right? That's real. Some of the guys they brought in, like the Trevor Reeses of the world, still has yet to play. Mind you, he's old, but he still has good experience <laughs> that could help that team. Yeah. You, you know, I'm not saying he's a game changer by any means, but. He, he can do the one thing that they're missing right now, which is defense. <laughs> he can't do that. That's facts. <laughs> so, um, and again, the biggest elf in the room is LeBron's been in and out for a variety of reasons. Suspensions, COVID, you know, injuries. Like, damn, I ain't never seen LeBron miss games for this multitude of reasons. Like, shit. 
Hey, bro. It's over. It's probably over. Cause only reason uh-huh. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> only reason I'm gonna say that is because you talking about what oh. Russell Westbrook finding his groove and making his way to the playoffs. But this yeah. ain't the type of West right now that you can just stumble into the playoffs and make magic, bro. The Warriors are back. The Suns are spazzing, bro. True. The Nuggets, like they probably can't even deal with the Nuggets at this point. Yeah, the not, 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 not so fast on the Nuggets, but keep going, keep hey, going. But they got more chemistry and they more together mm-hmm. than this team. Like yeah, you still, LeBron, you're still missing Jamal Murray, and we don't know about Michael Porter Jr. for the long call. But keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> LeBron, he's I think he's doing like random methods of fucking low management. He just oh stop. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, your hate meter is off the charts tonight. What is happening? He just, he just don't want to. He just don't want to low manage like this nigga Kawhi did when he spoke out against it last season. Oh shit. Oh. I'm just saying, man. Oh that nigga man, know he's getting old, bro. Man, I did not expect the shade truck to be fully juiced with gas tonight. Damn. I ain't killing him, bro, but it's, it's probably over, man. Oh, and, it's and, over? Look, look, this is why I'm saying it, bro, because oh, shit. every other LeBron team, they be like, so what, we struggling, but when we get LeBron back, he going to hold this shit down, and he might be out of that. He, he might be out of that range, bro, unless it's the playoff. But the niggas gotta get to the playoffs. And then you gotta get to the playoffs and have the chemistry of a team that can really win and withstand the ups and downs of the playoffs. I don't know, bro. It's early, man. We ain't even. It's early. We ain't even past Christmas shit. We haven't even made. Now, put it now. I will give you this: if we were at All Star break and we're having this conversation, oh, I'd be right there with you. I'd be like, stick a fork in them. The turkey's been burnt. It's they're done. They're done. Done. But. It's too early, and I haven't seen. It's almost like the Nets last year. Like we never really saw the big three all together. You know what I'm saying? And, and people was like, they were still giving them like you know title aspirations, but it's like, but we still ain't seen them at full strength. We saw what seven games combined that with the big three last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's still. It, that's what I'm saying. Like I know people are ready to write them off due to age, due to LeBron, due to the Warriors coming back and. You know, and what then we haven't seen Clay yet, you know, and I know the Suns are still the big the big dark still they're still technically the Western Conference champs until they're dethroned. And based on how they started this season, they ain't going nowhere. Um, I know the Jazz are still relevant. You know, the Nuggets, I'm not gonna put high stock in them until I see them fully healthy. You know, I mean Jamal Murray still hasn't really made his uh made a full return yet, and my MPJ's in and out with, you know, the the back issue. But um, but you know, Bjorkic is still holding it down as the reigning league MVP. I get that, and it's the West. I totally get it. But I just, I'm not gonna stick a fork in the Lakers just yet, man. It's still an early season. They're going to make the playoffs as long as they don't they don't draw the Suns or the Warriors in the first round. Like as long as they get up to like six, five, or four, possibly even three, they'll be okay. I'm not even gonna put stock in the Clippers. Jumping ahead of them, even when Kawhi, if you know, if Kawhi comes back for one, yeah, hey, man. But when he comes back, you know, I'm still, I'm not that sold on the Clippers. I know they got Ty Lue and Paul, you know, playoff P, and you know, finally, finally made his return from his sabbatical. You know what I mean? I get all Facts. that, but 
it's I'm just I, I can't write them off just yet, man. This is still a LeBron James caliber team. He still has you know still played the you know maybe not quite to his standard, but he when he has been available, he still played up to his level. We've still, still seen Russ you know drop the triple doubles. I my lone concern right now is centered around Anthony Davis because he's got to make a choice. Either you're a four or you're a five, and if you are a four, you got you better let they better make the change. They better start Dwight Howard. Because I, now I will say one guy that is done is DeAndre Jordan. It's a wrap. Yeah. Wrap. Washed. Fold. Tied. He is not. He is no longer a starting center in the NBA. I'm sorry. Too many injuries. You know, Father Time caught up to him. His, his life cycle as a starting center is over. <laughs> it, it just is. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I don't even know if I can count on that dude for 20 minutes tonight off the bench, man. I just, you know... um, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see him as a quality starter anymore, man. Um, but you know, Dwight Howard is still proven man to be that dude in the paint. He's still one hell of a disruptive defensive force and the stats don't lie. They are better defensively when he's on the floor and the few times that he started. So Frank's gotta get the rotations down and figure it out, man. But for the record, I'm just not I'm not writing the Lakers off. My co host is writing the Lakers off, but I'm not. I'm writing them off, and you know I'm a Lakers fan, but I just don't like this bullshit, bro. You knew I didn't like when LeBron went there, bro, because I knew it would be this type of shit. And he got, they got blessed and won in the bubble. What's the damn dude? Oh shit! I hate you. I hate your guts. Lottie, Lottie died. Like, <laughs> I'm joking, oh, but I'm. Oh shit! I'm gonna say two good things. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say ahead. one good thing and then one closing statement. Fair enough. Um, at least the White Howard's making threes. That's wild, bro. That's, that, that's wild. Saying, <laughs> it's crazy. And this nigga Ben Simmons is scared to step on the court. This nigga Ooh. Dwight Howard's making threes. Like, yeah. what are we doing? This is no great. excuse, right? Dwight can chuck the three, man. What the hell bro. is Ben Simmons doing? Damn, and we can another... go one episode without mentioning yeah. that. <laughs> I know. And another thing that's not sitting well with me, bro, is if LeBron's not really steady on the court, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If he's the one missing piece when they're unsure about what's happening, Mm -hmm. then they're never going to get off the ground, bro. Facts. It's going to be like last last year because, you know, he's coming back from injury right when they got into the – the play uh, the playing games, and right. then, you know what I mean. They they never really got that their footing back. So no doubt, no that's doubt. That's the and case, it, man. It's not looking good. I, and even last year, bro. I mean, we got to keep in mind they came off the bubble win. It was late, hardly no off season. COVID injuries, like it, you know, last season was just a mess for a lot of teams. You know, as much as I thoroughly enjoyed the NBA Finals, some people didn't. Some people did. We know that those teams landed there in part due to the injuries and the fact that it was a cold, it wasn't a regular NBA season. We all know this. So, you know, and I still kind of give the Lakers that kind of a break too because of the fact that they were the last all standing. You know, they had a month and a half off in between seasons. And, yeah. you know, LeBron and Boyd, the company was just like, look, we about to hit it, no load managing. And yeah, even, even, even the great one can, can, fall to father time and bad luck, you know. Facts. All it takes is one fool falling on your ankle and there goes your season. <laughs> Real talk. So, moving on. So, 
What's an episode of Trial Man without us talking about the poor and intrepid Philadelphia 76ers? But this one ain't going to be centered around Ben Simmons because apparently um, Philly's on the record now officially for not wanting to pull a trade that's centered around C.J. McCollum. And obviously that's due to some recent developments. Partially me, we all know about the uh, collapsed lung issue that CJ's fighting. Man, hope he gets better soon and you know comes back from that because we know that's a serious health issue. Facts. Um, yes, sir. But um, it, I don't know, man. Like I, I just something's not sitting right with this this whole trade thing with Philly, and I think it's because of one key issue. Actually, two key issues. One, Daryl Morey's their general manager, and two. There's no guarantee that James Harden staying in Brooklyn past this season. So I'm my thought process here is why trade away assets to get CJ McCollum? You fall on the sword for one season, then you might be able to get James Harden in the offseason. Just saying. And maybe if you swing a sign and trade in the offseason, you know, ben, you know, James can get his money, Ben can get the hell up out of there, and boom, you pull the deal off. You know what I mean? You you know give give Brooklyn their chance to get the title with the teams currently assembled, but that could be Daryl Morey's master plan is waited waited the hell on out and uh, do that versus trading away Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum, you know Robert Covington and whatever draft pick package that they're talking about. But um, your thoughts on this latest uh, stuff that's coming out about Philly? Not necessarily in love with C.J. for you know C.J. and package for. Ben Simmons and possibly the whole thing of them rumored to be waiting for James Harden. Man, that's a lot of shit to consider, bro. <laughs> he said that's and a lot of shit. <laughs> it is, man. It's a lot of moves you just discussed in that one little section, and that's yeah. real shit. But in my brain, I'm breaking mm-hmm. that shit down to mm-hmm. just thinking, um, how is this nigga worth all this? Yes, you mean you're going to let him sit out the whole season to try to get James Harden in the offseason when this nigga is talking about mental health, like he's not mentally healthy enough to play basketball and he's coming off of that like our last, it's not like the last performance we've seen from this dude is something spectacular. True. So it's just it's like, man, bro, this dude is the most privileged nigga in the world. He might, he might, he might, he just might be. He might be up there. For real. Like, I don't get it. They declining CJ. I'm all right, because you said the collapsed lung, but mm-hmm. straight up, they had to decline that too because it mm-hmm. didn't happen in the offseason. They went right. straight to trying to go for Dame. Like, bro, what? <laughs> I just yeah, don't man. understand this shit, bro. They act like at any point in time, this nigga was like a super beast. Like in the top three, talked about players of the best in the league type shit. I mean, he was LeBron 2.0 allegedly at one point. Man, you know, and that again, that proves my point <laughs> even further, bro. Like, bro, you're not even living up to the rumors and all this shit they talking about. <laughs> I don't get it, well, man. Well, I mean, LeBron struggled from the free throw line at various points in his career, and his jump shot was called into question, but not historically bad question. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. I know, bro. 
Because that nigga oh, is Dennis God. Rodman 2.0. Oh, no. Dennis Rodman? Oh. <laughs> Dennis Rodman with a decent handle, bro. That's oh, what I've seen. Oh, and man. That's tough. And he's a prima donna just like Dennis Rodman, bro. Yeah, you might have a point there. He definitely don't give two fucks right about now. Like Dennis Rodman. God. Oh, I, I, I just for real and I, real shit I'm not a hater bro I hope he mm-hmm. eventually makes it back into the league and makes all the haters eat every mm-hmm. word they were saying Man. but I can't see this shit off of what we've seen recently like it's my window and I can't stand the rain boy <laughs> <laughs> come on bro oh shit <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 bro, I'm with you, man. I mean, in, in all seriousness, I know we shit on Ben Simmons a lot, obviously, since the, the playoffs last year, but I, I sincerely hope if the whole mental health thing is legit, I sincerely hope he gets through whatever he's going through and he figures it out. I don't know if that's mainly due to legitimately just being on the court or if it's not wanting to face the music in Philly in particular. I hope he figures it out, and I hope that they find a way to resolve this sooner than later. Having said all of that, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, um, nice. I just, I, uh, Philly, Philly's pissing me off, man. They, they just are. I mean, I, I know they've been, they've been offered so many packages by so many teams, and they're just, they're just, they're. I, I think they're. I think flat out the theory I came up with. I think that's it, bro. I think that's the grandmaster scheme. I think that's the grand plan. They want them some fucking James Harden, and the reason why I say that is. Think about it. Before Brooklyn got him a year ago, who was the other team that was that was like right there close to getting Harden before, right. you know what I'm saying, before Brooklyn got him? It was the Sixers. And who was centered around that deal? Ben Simmons. So it's like, for me, it's like Maury's like, okay, I got a second shot to get this done. I don't have to worry about my former team not wanting me to get my guy. Now I can strictly talk to the team that they they're all in on Kevin Durant. They got him under contract. He's good. Kyrie's not coming back one way or another. And James Harden's got one foot out the door, possibly. You know, he he's wanting to explore his options. And who's to say that his option is, I'd like to go play in Philly with Joel Embiid, and, um, but they could possibly get a Ben Simmons in return versus losing him for nothing. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, because, like, let's be honest. If you put Ben, if you get... The Ben Simmons of old, and I'm talking like prior to last year, you know, the dude, not dope ass handle, you know, didn't necessarily, you know, didn't shoot the ball, but like wasn't shell shocked to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you get a poor man's Giannis onto the version of Ben Simmons, you know, next to Kevin Durant, fuck the shooting. You don't need to shoot at that damn point. Giannis just proved you can win a damn title without shooting. So you can, you can construct the team around those two guys without having to, you know, force a guy to learn how to shoot. You, can, you It can be done. Giannis just proved it. And he'll so, compliment a KD on defense. You, oh, he'll definitely compliment him on defense because he wanted KD wanted to take on a big assignment, whether it's a big or a yeah. guard. You know what I mean? So, like, like, like let's, I know we shit on him on offense, but Ben Simmons is still one of the best defensers, defensive players in the league, without a question. So, um, I just think that that's Daryl Morey's grand scheme. I think that that's his, his ultimate play. You know, I think I think he I think he's got this shit down to like Thanos getting the Infinity Stones type shit. I think that's his way of, you know, getting Philly right back in the mix. And and honestly, it's killing two birds with one stone. You take care of the headache for Brooklyn. Ben gets a new home. It's not too far from where he's at currently. 
is still in a big market, and he has a chance, I think, to go in and not have to carry the franchise. He steps in behind a Kevin Durant, you know, and, you know, KD's a silent leader. That's just what it comes down to. I know I've been critical of Kevin Durant not being a full-fledged, like, vocal leader, but, you know, he's proven that he can lead in silence. The question is, can he win a title in silence? That's that's the next step, you know, Fact. so. One thing, though, I would say mm-hmm. that I don't think Daryl Morey is um, considering is uh, James Harden's track record playing along mm-hmm. other stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Joel mm-hmm. clearly just <laughs> fell out with Ben Simmons, so... That just looks like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm right there with you, like, bro. This is foreshadowing, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's it's major foreshadowing. But if it comes to fruition, hell, y'all heard it here first. We were the ones that broke down the master plan. <laughs> it was us. Yeah, definitely <laughs> so, did. And then, know. like, that's a huge gamble. But mm-hmm. if it pays off, it would definitely pay off. It would but, definitely pay off for sure. For sure. Um, I just, I just, I like, I put it this way. If they do pull that off, I think that's a great move for both teams. Honestly, you extend the prime of James Harden, you get Ben Simmons in the right spot. And I just, I think that could be, that could set them up to be like two Titans that are clashing, you know, for the next couple of years to come in the East. You know, I mean, I know Milwaukee may have something to say about it, but it's going to be hard to beat those two teams with that kind of firepower placed in the right position alongside each other. Thanks. But I'm about like you. I just don't know about that fit with James Harden alongside Joel Embiid. Because as we know, JoJo don't hold his tongue at, at all. all. He would say some <laughs> shit to the media, nigga. Like, hey boy, he don't give a damn. That'll fuck the whole team up. Mm-hmm. Because that wouldn't be the first time we've seen James Harden, you know, because of guys being vocal. All we got to do is go back to him and Dwight Howard down there in Houston. You yes, know. sir. That's all we got to go back and look at, but you know, we'll see, man. It's interesting to see how that will work out because that's for damn sure. But, um, nonetheless, man, we are going to get ready to close the show, not officially, but on a not a, a this is just a sad story across the board, bro. Because I think that <laughs> given, given how loyal the superstar we're getting ready to discuss and talk about in this franchise, how loyal this guy's been to this franchise. This is the worst possible start that could have happened for this franchise to this season. I mean, the Blazers are a train wreck. I mean, the only way it could be worse is if they were at the bottom of the West or, you know, the bo- you know the bottom of the league, man. I mean, it ain't too far from it, but, it, it, I, man, where do we go? Where do we start with the damn Blazers, bro, at this point in time? You know, they're, they're 11th in the West. They're under 500. Thames been out. CJ's got the collapsed lung. Um, you know, there's rumors about beef between Chauncey and the and the players. You know, they fired the general manager like shit. <laughs> it is a full blown dumpster fire in Portland, bro. But what's your what's your take on the, the status of Portland right now? Man, my take is everybody else's take. I'm I normally don't agree with SAS, man, but uh oh, what? Oh, I gotta hear this take. Yeah, yeah. ahead. But actually, I feel like I've said this before. He said it, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't have as big of a platform or a voice as he does. But um, mm-hmm. Dame gotta get out of there, bro. It's not. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Period. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about this in the chat. I was like, man, I mm-hmm. I think it's 
it's really like he's sick of wasting his talents to just lose regardless. Like, Damn. yeah, people talk about me and shit because I do some spectacular ass shit, but mm -hmm. I'm still not going nowhere with this team. And at the same time, I think Dame's just in a spot where, you know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. said, he's loyal to a fault, but how mm -hmm. long can he be loyal like that? Yeah. I know one thing, boy. If I if I if I'm sitting, I like, bro, like, you couldn't have paid me a, a million dollars to think that they will be out. They that the Kings would have a better record than them along with the Timberwolves. Like, what the hell are we talking about right now with those teams being above the Blazers, man? Like, shit. Like, and I respect the hell out of Damian Lillard, bro. Like, he the dude is as loyal as it gets, man. You know, I've I've been I, I don't I don't I'm not on Twitter like that, but I get his tweets that comes in. You know, him shutting down Woja Shams, talking about these MFers love the drama. You yeah. know him. You know the the faint. I don't know if the article was real that came out saying that he's talking about getting an extension in Portland, and which I think that'd be an ultimate death sentence to his career. You know, he'd be Reggie Miller 2.0. But um, damn, like, not even Reggie Miller though, because they came close at least. It's true because Reggie Miller did have one good shot at the title and technically almost derailed <laughs> number six for the Bulls, but people don't talk Bro. about that one, though. <laughs> men, too, they had a good chance before Malice in the Palace happened, bro. They had a... Oh, man, don't get me started on that damn shit, bro. Like, they had a, they had the squad. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that documentary. Shout out to Netflix for bringing out that do that untold documentary, man. That, was, that shit was fire. And it just Real brought bro. back to perspective how good that team was that could have that could have possibly won. Because I, I, I tell you what, now looking at those rosters on paper, Indiana had a better team. They had a better fucking squad, period. <laughs> they, they they just had some goons. They had these <laughs> set of goons, boy. <laughs> and, and I ain't talking like Matt Barnes, you know, journeyman goon. I'm talking like <laughs> dudes that will put your lights out and drop buckets on you with J.O., yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest. And Captain Jack, Steven Jackson, boy, like, Fact. oh, man. I did, I just didn't really break down how, like, crazy that team could have been, you know, if they if that shit hadn't happened. Dog. Mm -hmm. Crazy but, as fuck. But, yeah. man, I, I think Dame got to get out east, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think Dame has to get out east and – um. I, I mean, I, I don't think Philly. I don't think it's gonna happen with Philly. I just don't think, um, I just don't see like that happening unless Dame like demands it. Um, but there, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, man, he keeps reporting that if he goes east, it's the Knicks or bust, pretty much. Pause. You know, so and and which I can see him flourishing in New York. I mean, I think he. I was be, about to say, bro. I, I can see. I can see him like being that missing piece that takes New York from you know, mid-tier playoff team to possibly being a contender at the top of the East. I don't Nigga. know. I don't know if that's enough to like, you know, knock off the top dogs, but they'll be in the mix with Dame. Bro, just the way he plays and feeds mm -hmm. off the energy, bro, and the big yeah. moments mm -hmm. in the in the motherfucking Madison Square Garden, Jesus. bro. Woo. What? Man. He would man. turn that whole team around, bro. He definitely would, man. He definitely and the thing is like that's really all they're missing. They're missing a Guy that can tell. I'm not I mean no disrespect to Julius Randle, who's who's who had one hell of a season and has had a solid start to this season, but he's not the number one option. He's not. He, no way. 
on a contender, like maybe like this new and improved version of him, maybe a two, a very solid three guy, but you know, he's not the he cannot be your number one option if you're competing for a title. It's just not. For real. And um and especially we'll talk about this another day, the you know, the how the it should have been a great homecoming for Kimball Walker, and it's been a very, very disappointing start to the season for him, in which now I'm starting to question like whether Kimba could be that dude ever again, or has the injuries even caught up to him? But, bro. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of Kimba, man, he might be foreshadowing for Dame's career if he stays in Portland too long, bro. Very much so, man. Especially when injuries start mounting up, dog. And it's like, damn, do I waste my goat years for nothing? Because mm-hmm. Kimba, bro, man, the way this has gone for him the last three seasons. <laughs> That's not the player he is, or the no, player he's he was. No, not at all, man. And I and I just hate I hate the fact that he's been the scapegoat for these teams. You know, not hitting their yeah. full potential. You know, because everybody, you know, there's rumors. You know, Bell people talking about oh, Boston. Well, Boston faltered because he wasn't. That's I'm like the brother got hurt. What are y'all talking about? What are Facts. we What are we talking about, man? Y'all were so adamant about that Kyrie Irving was the problem. Now y'all want to blame it on Kimba and he was hurt. Like, come man. on, man. And just, as, and just as I predicted, Boston's struggling right now, and they could very well blend in the play in before it's all said and done. For <laughs> real. <laughs> putting, putting your damn truck, Dennis Schroeder. Like, what the hell? Who? <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Cap, Captain Donut Hole himself. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, hey, bro. Well, I get it, but that's fire. I never heard that. <laughs> Oh God! You know I'm just saying, man. Boy, the man scored zero points in the playoffs. A hundred million in the zero points in the playoff game when you had the clear green line inexcusable. LeBron's LeBron's compromise, AD's compromise. You put a nothing. I can't, bro. And man, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, that man should be overseas right now, back in Germany. Dog. <laughs> But that just points to the weird space the NBA is in totality. You know what I mean? Overall, mm-hmm. this shit is looking weird, bro. It's so so much talent on teams that really can't figure this shit out because Jason Tatum is a fucking dog, bro. Dynamo. Dynamo. Like, come on. But they Super- just cannot figure it out. Like, they struck gold his rookie season. Like, mm-hmm. man. Well, I'm gonna say is this: they better figure it out because somebody, some of these teams better figure it out right now because now you got teams like the Chicago Bulls who are number two in the East. Facts firing on all cylinders. You got teams like the Washington Wizards. Nobody thought that they had a chance, but they're number five right now and looking good with the new pieces. You know, <laughs> shout out to Q, the faith, one of the few the faithful Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> fans. Because Will, my man, uh, my co-host said buried them out the gate, and they're number seven in East with an above five hundred record. You know what happens <laughs> though if they see any more success and make it to the playoffs, Uh-oh. they just gonna be like, nobody believes you. We gonna beat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Royce Five Nine, one of the Bro. best six records in history with Malcolm X against D Twelve. RIP proof, but jeez. Thanks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. No disrespect to Q's team, man. I just don't got no faith in the uh bottom half of the playoff pitcher for the East. 
I don't know, man, because there's certain teams I'm kind of looking at, like, they might be on life support. I mean, I think the Hornets might be flashing the pan that, you know, they may catch up to them. The Hawks ain't looking that great. The Cavs are looking solid, and we already know Philly's hurting going through their shit, but I don't know, man. Some of these new guys to the ball, like the Bulls, I think the Bulls are live and legit, Bulls man. Bulls are spazzing, bro. <laughs> I just, but you know what though, man, it doesn't surprise me when you think about it. Cause like I said before, I said one thing that could happen for them, they got a team full of guys that got rolled off, disregarded, called overrated, washed up, whatever the case is, you know, like think about like people at the one point in time said that it was a waste of time to invest in Zach Levine because he couldn't play defense. This dude is borderline superstar talent right now. Man. Come on, bro. Vucevic couldn't play defense. Oh, he's wasting his prime in Orlando. He's still a walking double double. What are we talking bro. about? Lonzo. Lonzo. Fix shot. Man, fix your shot. Drilling uh motherfucking daggers and shit. Like, man. You know, DeMar DeRozan washed up. Oh, LeBron owns him. You know, he if he couldn't make it work in San Antonio, he can never make it work anywhere. Shout out to the Chicago from Bulls, man. Happy for them, bro. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. But nonetheless, y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode, man. This has been another current events episode with the Triangle Offense, man. We got a lot more season left to go. Hopefully some of these teams can sustain it. And for those that are in mediocrity hell, pull the plug. In the words of Vince Carter in the 2000 dunk contest, or even better yet, in the words of Kenny Smith at the 2000 dunk contest, <laughs> It's over, it's ladies over. and gentlemen. Let's go Let's, home. <laughs> Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Y'all be Bro. safe out there, man. We're going to holler at y'all in the next episode. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.